Hello and welcome to Turning Point Tactics, the podcast designed to help you gain a competitive edge, giving you the strategies and tactics to seize initiative every turning point. I'm your host, Ryan, and I'm joined by the Avalon to my Cadia, my teammate, sparring partner and brother, Connor. How are you doing, Stephen Connor? Uh, I'm good, thanks. Thank you for having me, Ryan. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm looking forward <laughs> to this. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, obviously, this is pretty new for both of us. Um, I think it's something that we, we've chatted about and I'm wanting to do for a while. Uh, and we're finally now actually trying to get some time down to, to get it done. So, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see how it goes. Um, what is it that we're trying to achieve with this? What are we trying to do? Um, good question. I, I think the... what Well... What I'm trying to try, trying to get out of it is is a increased competitive knowledge for most most players because I think you know you look across to the to the Spanish scene and uh, what they've got going on over there mm-hmm. and they've got a great podcast and it's all in Spanish um, and they've got a great bunch of players and they're and they're crushing it and they're getting more people in, in, into the game more people in the tournament scene and more and more people enjoying it and I think um, there is some some core knowledge or. Some, some fundamental skills that everyone can learn and it's not like, not that difficult once you know them uh, and it's going to massively elevate people's game um, I think that's going to be something that's, that's really cool for the UK is, is if we can grow a, a competitive base where effectively people can just you know get better play better um, and then hopefully start venturing forth to you know, the Spanish tournaments the international tournaments and, and just do really well and that's kind of what, what I'm after um, and we'll we'll see if it works. We'll see if people like this format. Um, I'm sure there'll be some feedback, uh, positive and negative, but we'll see what we can do. I think, given how the World Cup has gone this year and in previous years, it'd be nice if Kill Team could come home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we definitely want to go to the French tournaments and um, yeah, and, exactly. and wreak some havoc, right? Because we can't <laughs> represent. <laughs> we can't be letting them uh, get away with everything, you know. We had some French players turn up at LGT this year, and, and they did pretty well. So yeah. um, we need to make sure that that doesn't happen in future events. You know, we need to keep trying uh, up that competitive edge, I guess. Um, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. But that's the idea of it. It's supposed to be a sort of informal, chatty way of talking about competitive kill team and getting people a bit more into it. And uh, hopefully, they'll start having more fun at tournaments when they learn these things. They'll be able to start posting better win rates. Um, and that kind of thing as well. So that's sort of the idea, but we'll see how it goes, you know? Yeah, so we've... It's only recently, well, for me, definitely, but for you, in the grand scheme of things, that we've started taking this competitively. How long has it been since we've been playing 40k in general? Uh, so I, I, I think my first memory of 40k must have been when I was like, five or six or something like us we were really young when we first got into 40k yeah, must be like 20 um, years ago yeah a long old time ago um and then we we played it for you know quite a long time until what we're like early teenagers so probably like 12 13 or something and then we just i guess dropped it like guess school life uh takes over doesn't it and then you go into adult life and whatever else and then careers and blah 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 all that sort of stuff gets in the way and we didn't play um any uh, 40k really I mean may- maybe like a, a weekend game every now and then um, with a with, with a dad whatever but the mythical uh, Papa it... Slater <laughs> yeah <laughs> pa- pa- Papa Slater who just uh, appears at tournament scenes with legionaries and uh, takes souls and leaves um, <laughs> yeah uh, 
but I think what and this is probably a pretty common story for a lot of people is what really got me back into uh, 40k in general was was COVID. So I remember you mentioned, um, you know, oh if you like if you like if you like 40k, uh, there's a there's a new game system out called Kill Team, mm. and it's like 40k but it's it's quite a lot smaller. And, and you were really keen on it and you, and you wanted to play it, and I was like, well, you know. Whatever, let's let's give it a go. I, I think I bought you the Elite book for Christmas, something. Yeah. Um, thinking, oh, you know, every now and then I might come come home and we'll we'll, we'll play a game. Um, then obviously COVID happened. Great. Um, so so we set up a, a WhatsApp group with the the three Slaters COVID friendly uh, COVID friendly gaming, and we're thinking, you know, how are we gonna how are we gonna play this game when we can't actually see each other? Um, I remember, I think it was probably Glass Half Dead's. Uh, YouTube video, which was you know how to use tabletop simulator to play remotely, whatever. And I was like, okay, here we go. This is the solution. You download this software, um, and, and you can play online, and it's and it's all good. And we can effectively play 40k uh, remotely using. And we'll, we'll use Kill Team, but it's gonna be a lot easier to understand and do and that sort of stuff. Um, clearly, I think the aspiration of trying to get someone in the, in the late 50s, 60s to uh, grasp tabletop tab to, uh, tabletop simulator um, was probably probably a mistake at the best of times, um, but but fine. We we sort of we struggled through, and and we got there, and, and we ended up with you know I think a, quite a few good games. And I, I really started enjoying it, um, and and you and I are I think notoriously competitive um, between us. I'd say I'm more competitive than you. <laughs> no, I'm more competitive. That's what it is, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Like that's how competitive it is. is I know that I'm more competitive. Right? <laughs> the only thing to know is that I'm more, I'm better than you, right? So, um, so yeah, so we started getting quite competitive, and I was, I was thinking to myself, you know, well, I want, I want to show up well, and I, I want, to, I want to play good. So, um, I'll, I'll look on these Discord servers and I'll start trying to find games, whatever else. Uh, and that's when I sort of got my first look into Discord and understanding all these these servers that were going on. Um, and you had like the command point server and you had Glass Half Dead server and that sort of stuff. And then before you know it, they were doing some online TTS tournaments uh, during COVID. And I was like, well, you know, might as well give it a go, see what happens. Um, I think it was the first one, I, I think it was a Blitz tournament in the EU. Um, and I managed, to, I managed to come second. Um, and I played, I think it was an Italian guy. Uh, memory serves. But anyway, he had Eldar. And he was really good. And it was a really close really close game. Did you lose um, on penalties? Uh, yeah, yeah, we lost some penalties. She out. It was a classic <laughs> classic British defeat. Um, you know, and I, well, I wasn't quite able to bring it home. But, but I came second. And uh, and it was, it, that was a kind of, you know, the the first sort of taste of it for me and then they, they ran another one which which I managed to win and then suddenly I was I was hooked. Uh so and then you were out hooked, weren't you? How, how many tournaments yeah. have you played in now? Uh oh god that's a great 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 question. I think I have over a hundred tournament games. Um but tournaments themselves uh I can probably find out. I have some stats over here. Let's have a look see if we can find them. Um, do, 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 do. It feels like every other weekend you're like, oh Found this tournament. Do you want to join me? And I'm like, no, I've got, I've got life. <laughs> like, yeah, kill team is yeah. life. Like, I, I actually have like a family I want to go see, and that's thing with friends. And I'm like, what are these, what are these things you're talking about? It doesn't sound like kill team tournaments. Um, yeah. So, well, last weekend I went to um, a tournament up in Manchester. Uh, the weekend before, I went to 
two tournaments that were um, one was local to me at a place called Sutton in Ashfield and the other one was uh, I can't remember where it was God, there's so many and the weekend before that I went to one in Daventry and one in Bedford um, and yeah so I've just been I've been going to quite a few I'm just going to count up now so it's that uh, this is this ITC season. I've been to 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 20, 22 tournaments. All this over the ITC UK. Season. All over the UK, yeah. So, because I've been, I've been really trying to get around and, and meet more of the tournament team because I think it's I think it's healthy to try and challenge your your perception a bit of the local meta. So, a lot of my, a lot of my games have been in, in London and... London's got like a, a great meta. There's a whole bunch of really competitive players. Um, but what I was, I guess, uh, worried about is, am I just learning what they play and how they play? Or am I challenging that and, and trying to find if there's a, a different way of doing it, maybe? Um, and so I was I was keen to get out, get out and about. And um, I think, the f- well, the first one that was sort of far away... Uh, yeah, I would say he's probably um, going out to Manchester for the first time. I went to an Into the Dark tournament. And one of my teammates, Mark, who well, I will talk about soon. I'm sure I'll have him on the podcast as well because he's he's a really great dude. And he's, he's got some great opinions that people want to hear about. Um, but he he sort of said, you know, that there's the Manchester tournament. We're interested in going. And I sort of said, uh, yeah, might as well. So we were able to, to share a car, get up there and, and have a go. And again, it was you know it was so interesting to meet new players uh, in a new environment on, on a new game as well because we had Into the Dark, which is obviously brand new at the time, um, and just and just see a completely different uh, like play style. So I would say the the, the northern um, tournament scene has a has a far more aggressive play style than in London, which is for me it was really interesting, um, and it's it was something good to sort of to check how I was playing and then make sure that. You know what I was doing was was, was was right. So yeah, lots lots of tournaments, and I'm hoping that this year is actually small in comparison with next year because I think next year I'm really hoping there's the opportunity to be absolutely massive for Kill Team because there's there's so many people that are getting in, involved in it. Um, I I really think it's it's a, it's a growing game. So we'll see, but I've 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 got big things planned uh, for next year. Um, and, and we'll see if see what we can achieve with it. You know? You're only as good as your strongest opponent. So if you can elevate the, the level of everyone in the UK, everyone will for, be forced to get better and will all become better. If you can bring yeah, these and... ideas that you've been learning across the UK, collate them, you can distribute I... them to everyone. I think that's a great point. And um, it's, one of, it's one of those things where, like, weirdly, I hope that my win rate goes down post making this podcast, if that makes sense, which is like a really weird thing to say, right? As a competitive player, because everyone wants to win or whatever. Um, well, some people don't want to win, but a lot of people play the game because they want to win, right? Um, but I think you, you sort of hit, hit the nail on the head there. Like if it's, you've, you've got to, you've got to have, have challenging games because whether or not you um, want to believe it or not, there are some exceptionally good players out in the world, in, in Spain, in, you know, in the US, in France, and in Hungary, where um, you know actually there's, I would say, some of the best EU players currently um, are, in, are in Hungary, uh, and obviously in Poland as well. We can't forget the Polish meta, 
like they are they are out there and and they are practicing and they are getting really really good at the game and unless we start practicing to their level then when we go to these you know um grand tournament events or the, these invitationals uh you know we're not gonna do too well because we're not we're not getting the the required level of training you know so the whole um ex-military saying of you know train as you fight and that sort of stuff um is, is, is i think absolutely right you know if you want to go into a tournament you want to do the prep that is required ahead of time for the tournament at the right level and any way to be constantly challenged by that and to have that that level of thinking is, is to have really strong and good opponents so as i said hopefully my win rate starts starts dropping and I, I get a lot more um challenging opponents across the uk as, as everyone starts you know learning these little tips and tricks and, and elevates their individual game what is your win rate at the minute uh so at the moment i'm thinking on about an 87 and a half percent but but it's it's yeah it's it's high but um i've i've played a lot of the meta teams so you know people can can hate on me for that um so you've been and... in you've been in 22 tournaments and of those games you've won 80 or in general you've won 87 percent of those and it's the tournaments and I've, I've played in some of these games and there are some good people in the uk <laughs> and, and you're winning 87 percent yeah and i yeah so i mean there are some exceptionally good players in the uk and i, I don't like take away from that either i think you know there has been a lot of very close games um a lot of very tight games a lot of you know games that i've uh, really had to, to think a lot, a lot about um and so yeah it's been it's, it's been good and i as i said I, I i i see every time i go to a new place i see someone learning something new someone picking up a new a new trick a new skill and i know that they're going to be a better player the next time i come, come and play them which is you know is is awesome so i'm i'm in no doubt that 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 win rate is going to drop um and we're going to see a whole whole bunch of competitive players you know coming out of the woodworks uh and and punching up those those win rates themselves um and sadly probably taken away from mine but you know i'll, I'll accept that <laughs> i'm excited to see what you bring to the table with these northern tour well these uk tournaments you've been to because i remember obviously at the beginning we were competitive we were playing each other it was like 50 50 then you went off and you started doing these few tournaments started rubbing shoulders with these stronger players and you came back with a completely different ball game and now suddenly we're talking 75 80 percent to you and i'm like hold on what's going on here you've you've got these new ideas to the table and we've been so stagnant with our own ideas and so blinkered and then you know like you said there's a, there's a chance that that could happen with the london scene just because everyone's used to everyone's styles you go out and you learn some new ideas from some of these northern tournaments bring them back in and everyone goes whoa that's a whole new way of playing that's a, that's a whole new idea so i'm i'm excited to see what you you can bring to it yeah and i, I think that's that's exactly the point is like echo chambers are a thing right if you, if you sit in an echo chamber and maybe in your local meta the best player plays i don't know let's say that they are one of the best players in, in your local meta and they play Kazakin or they play Necrons and then locally everyone thinks those teams are really really strong and are the best team ever because this local player is absolutely smashing it and they haven't yet figured out the, the method to, to beat that team and then they go and take that team to you know a, a different meta and suddenly boom they realize that Necrons are, are not very strong or you know Kazakin aren't very strong 
and, and you're left in, the, in this this realization of oh we need to up our game you know so yeah definitely it's about sharing ideas and I'm, I'm hoping that as as this podcast goes forwards you'll see that i'm going to try and bring on lots of guests and we're going to have people in um to talk about their local meta talk about you know what tournaments they're running where they're running them hopefully i'll get to go to those tournaments as well and, and, and meet more and more players and help grow that community and help link up link up other players as well um and, and we'll be able to share that that information and that knowledge and we'll you know see if we can get the whole uk sort of united um as we as we push forward into a brand new age of kill team because um, it does seem from from what we're hearing so far uh that there is a very bright future ahead for this for this game and it's being fully for supported sure. by gw so it's, it's exciting times so i think we've talked a bit about the purpose and the goal it's an ambitious goal how are we going to get there how are we going to achieve it with this podcast yeah so i've sort of in my head figured out and i've written down stuff as well but figure out like a, a rough path that, that i, I want to follow um interestingly the the match play mission sequence has just changed a little bit but not but not much but i think what i'm going to do is we'll have some generic uh videos like just some top competitive tips and uh some adversary guides so you understand you know how to defeat a certain boogeyman in your local area we'll we'll, we'll focus on that as well but the the overarching aim of, of the sort of the season of the podcast is going to be going through that match play mission sequence and talking about each step because i think there's there's again just some core fundamentals you know indecision between attacker defender indecision on deployment um indecision of what equipment to bring and your kill team composition all that sort of stuff which which people might not have got everything yet like grasped together so if we go through it in that logical sort of you know sequence of right you've just arrived at the table you're sitting down what do you need to do first or what do you need to think about and give people the, the the tips and tricks that they need at that point that's going to help them then build their game the whole way through because i i, I think it's it's one of those things where you can't you can't win a game in deployment but you can definitely lose a game is, is a saying i've heard i think that's 100 true right so if you deploy badly you, you can get penalized so hard for that in a competitive game and that could be the the one thing that's that's, that's irrecoverable from that point forwards. Um, so I'm thinking about like a, a grenade launcher alpha strike that maybe kills three or four models. I think one. everyone has had or, that once, and hopefully just the once, where you're watching yeah. four of your guys get absolutely smashed, and you're like, whoops. It's like, what what happened here? You know, or um, or you know, you have that horrible moment where you've set up your entire team on conceal, and then the the enemy's got intercession. They've just gone all out engage, and then just walking forwards and just and just slaying, and you don't really know like what to do about it. Um, that that kind of thing is what I want to avoid. So I want to try and give people those those tips and tricks that I've I've found work for me, um, and, and see if it works for them. Uh, and hopefully, may, maybe some other people will be able to comment and and, and let us know if, if they have other tips and tricks that they think is relevant. And by doing it in that that logical pro like uh, process through the match play mission sequence and into each of the turning points people can then probably have a little bit of understanding of what it's easier to keep track of and, and, and they can go right okay i've i think i've i've grasped you know everything up to the first turning point and i'm ready to start making the the step into you know what actually happens next so we'll see we'll see how it goes that's the idea of it um clearly we'll we'll do some polls and stuff and people want a certain subject covering sooner rather than later We'll, we'll maybe bump that up the escalation or whatever but um, that's kind of the, the flow that I, I, I see of it so we'll, we'll see if it works out or not but 
we'll go with that for now. So that's like a basic tutorial. Would you ever focus on specific factions as they come out? Or uh, if, if the meta changes a bit with like a balanced data slate, would you focus on the impact of that? Yeah, I think, I think it's a great point as well. So, I mean, we've just seen probably one of the largest shifts in the competitive meta, maybe, um, with the release of the new mission cards and uh, new tack ops. And that's that is a, like a, a, a huge change. And um, it's going to change the way that the, the game is scored. And I think that's a, a point that people often uh, gloss over. You know, it's I, I know the game is called Kill Team, but the, the game is won and lost on victory points. And tack ops is, you know, actually the majority of your points that you can control, um, particularly on Into the Dark, tack ops are so, so important. Um, and so I think, you know, we'll have to cover those because if we don't, then we're, we're, we're doing a disservice to people, right? Like, that's a, a key thing that, that we, we need to go over. And when it comes to teams, I think there's kind of two aspects to look at each team. There's the... That there's the aspect of I am taking a team and, and, and what do I want to know as the player of that team but then also there's a very real aspect of okay I'm going to a tournament and I need to learn how to deal with a certain team um, and I think the most common um, example of that is going to be like intercession for, for a casual player is is the gatekeeper faction right if you don't know how to deal with that faction, then you're, you're going to struggle because it, they're really high meta representation at the moment. So I think it's close to 15% of the player base is playing uh, intercession. So you're almost guaranteed wow. to, to play them once at a tournament. Um, and if you don't have, you don't know what they can do and, ha and how to get around that, then it's going to be really difficult for you. So that's kind of the two ways that I want to look at factions is in an adversary guide. So you know, how do I go about beating these guys and killing these guys? Um, and then from a, a the opposite point of view, which is you know when I'm playing them, this is my faction deep dive. What synergies have we got, and, and that kind of stuff. But what I think is really important is is I don't want to just make big hot take videos where I just say this team's good, bad, and and have no no real detail there. I kind of want to take a faction, play it myself for a little while, see what the real good bits and bad bits are, think about the tack ops. You know what's what ones are good, what ones are bad. How how are they working? How do I see them scoring? And then try to give like an actual detailed faction um, deep dive. Because I think if we, if we can do that, there's some real value there as opposed to um, just sort of a hot take where we just overview what the data sheets are. Like, like, I think it's, uh, everyone can read, right? Like, I don't need to insult people by, by reading out the data cards. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll go for something like that. No, I think that's really valuable. I think it's always, it's always good just to hear someone's take on it and you'll hear lots of ideas on on these teams and sometimes I don't know I've, I've been to like small games workshops or even if you just like let's go right back to when it was just you and me I had Tau you had Space Marines we understood Tau and Space Marines and then you go to a tournament suddenly you're facing Harlequins suddenly you're facing Vetguard and you've got no idea if you can watch a video and it can explain at least some of the core principles you're not going in blind anymore you've got some idea of what they're trying to do now yeah and i think so i mean I'll, I'll chuck them up now so our team captain and my teammate um, mark has a, a youtube channel um at, at rashes fern where uh, he does a few um competitive guides um and before before every every uh 
t- tournament that I take Pathfinders, I just go and rewatch his um, Pathfinders guide because, like, I I think I know all of the stuff in there, right? Like, I, I'm not n- nothing he says now is, is 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 making me go, oh, you know, that's completely new information to me. But what it is doing is just like it's reaffirming it, right? Like, it's the oh yeah, don't forget that, and remember you have that option, and if this happens, you can do that. And that kind of thing, just before a tournament, can be a really a really good refresh. And I know that well, I, I drive quite fast for tournaments, so I might be in the car for, for two hours, three hours, whatever, on the way to a tournament. And uh, I, I have time just to listen to these things over and over. Um, and I think it could be useful for people to do that. So it's like, okay, right, I've I've seen that the the factions have been revealed, and I know that I'm going to be playing against you know these these top six factions. Maybe it's Gellapox, Harlequins, or whatever. And as you say. I've never played against them before, and you'll be able to come on Turning Point Tactics and be like, "Okay, is, is there a is there a podcast on that?" And maybe when you're doing your last minute painting up your miniatures, trying to get them battle ready, you can be like, "Right, let's listen to the Gellapox one and, 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 and see if Ryan's got any ideas on on how to beat them." Um, so that's kind of what I'm hoping it's going to be, and we'll see if it's successful or not. Um, but yeah, that's the that, that's the plan, and we'll we'll see if we can make it as accessible as possible for people. Sounds good. Can I close on a uh, on one question? What was yeah. uh, what what is your favourite kill team roster at the minute? So I think it's an interesting one. I so I'm I'm in a weird weird boat where so when I first started kill team like, I started off with with custodians right so like, I'm kind of like a I'd say an, an Imperium guy in in, in background so. Um, growing up, I played Imperial Guard, Space Marines, uh, and I think that was really it. And like Inquisition. Black Templar Space Marines, like, I remember. Black Templar, specifically Black Templar Space Marines, right? So pretty much always that's what I was playing. And I had like a, a little time where I played Tyranids for a little bit, but, but nothing too serious. So I was always kind of a Space Marines guy. Um, and so I've always liked those factions. But what I've found really refreshing coming into Kill Team is how easy it is to pick up a brand new team and just play something completely new, right? Because, like, you talk about competitive 40k and you go, right, how much is a 2,000 point army going to set you back? And there might be, I mean, a cheap one, like 500 quid, an expensive one, you're looking in the thousands of pounds if, if you, you know, if you have a full full army, um, particularly yeah. when you put in out how much time you're paying for and whatever else. And it's, you know, that is, that is, that is a hell of an investment. So, so you can't just chop and change between between the factions um whereas i've been really lucky that i've been able to do that so i've, I've always admired tau from particularly from the aesthetics and the way you played them um so I, I was really keen to get into tau when, when they came out this season um and pathfinders just had such a toolbox um and so many different ways to play them and it's, and it's interesting you look at all their nerfs that have come out and hit pathfinders one after the other and the team just had the toolbox to adapt and just change and to be able to to flex and and, and work in different ways until re- most recently into the dark so yeah. i i really enjoy those teams that have that flex in them um and at the moment i can't put a, f- a finger on a, a a single specific team but i'm, I'm gonna say breaches are up there um pathfinders are up there and intercession are up there those are the teams that i'm i'm really enjoying at the moment but i know you've been playing a few other ones what sort of things have you been getting into so you oh. I've been a Tau player, not since I started, because Tau weren't around when I first started. Uh, had to get released, I can't remember, it was like 
third or fourth when they came out. Um, but yeah, when I, I, was, I was I was running Pathfinders for a long old while, and I try. I remember we had those games with Compendium, and I could not get them to work. <laughs> they were horrendous Compendium yeah. down. And then finally they're like, oh, well, would you like Pathfinders then? Because they actually work. And you're like, oh wow, here we go. I was really enjoying them, but I have not been able to get them to work yet on um, on ITD into the dark. So um, and I was, uh, I'm sure there's something there. It's just going to take some figuring out, and we didn't have time to figure it out for the tournament. So I was having to get into Legionary, and again, that is a that is a team with a toolbox. I quite like that. You've got several models there, and it's almost a hard choice when you're in the roster selection because you want to take everybody they've all got their merits and you actually have to make some hard decisions when you're looking at the team going who do I leave behind here who do I bring to the table and I'm quite enjoying them and I'm quite enjoying the APL 3 in Into the Dark lets you uh, use doors quite nicely actually so uh, it's a completely different play style to Barfinders but I'm enjoying them I think what's interesting for me as well is like from a because I've seen you play Pathfinders for for a while, um, and you, I think you are quite fond of the, the sort of grenade spam initially, but then you were very quick to be um, quite experimentative. And uh, you can, we can talk about you know each individual um, gamer's preferred play style, but I think you like to experiment. You like to try and find the thing that, that works best mm. through through different means, and, and you're definitely trying to do that on on ITD with Pathfinders. I mean, I mean, I think you, we're getting close, but I just think it's it's such a fine balancing kill team between quite a few teams that if, if you're not quite on that side of the of the knife's edge, then then it can hurt hurt quite bad. And I think I was playing breaches and hunt clade into you, so some of the I guess best and most flexible teams. So it's yeah, I think there's as you say, I think they're still inherently strong. But there's still something that, that we need to try and figure out. Um, but we'll see if we can get there with them. I also wonder if I'm just too focused on the open board. And it'd be interesting to see if you learn something from these tournaments. And you go to a different tournament and someone shows you a new idea with Pathfinders that we just never even considered. And it just, it just opens. It's like clicking your fingers and suddenly they work again. It'd be interesting. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah. I think um, we'll, we'll keep this episode fairly short. It's just an introduction. It was just sort of trying to tell people what we're about and what we're trying to do. Um, and I'll just kind of go over roughly how people will be able to get access to this. So we'll try and make this ideally a, a sort of weekly podcast. Um, and it will come out every every week on, on, on Patreon. Uh, and then a month later, it will come out for, for, for free release uh, for everyone else. Um, and the only reason for that is, is that... Um, I want to try and see if we can upgrade, you know, mic quality and um, software and all that sort of stuff to, to make make it a better product for you guys. Uh, and any way to do that really is, is is to get a bit of funds into it because um, with all the petrol money I'm spending driving around to tournaments, I can't <laughs> can't put too much more into the hobby. Um, and I'm already buying too many teams, so um, that's that's kind of the idea of it. So you know, I want there to be a, a benefit to someone who who does that support for the podcast, um, and that's going to be like a, a month early access for everything. Um, that's the idea so we'll see how it goes um, anything else that you, you want to uh, throw out there Connor for no. our first episode it's been a pleasure sweet 
cool. We'll sound it off there, and we uh, look forward to seeing you all on uh, the next uh, next episode of Turning Point Tactics. See you next week. See you next week. <laughs>